Welcome to the Strong Men, Strong Marriages podcast. Here we are on a mission to get strong, get attractive, and get the marriage of our dreams. I'm your host, Mike Frazier. Let's do this. All right, men, welcome to today's episode of Strong Men, Strong Marriages, how to not care what other people think. So man, this is just such a great skill. It's something that I struggled with for a long time, caring too much what other people thought. Um, And so there's there's a balance here, right? There We don't want to go to, oh, well, screw everybody else. I'm going to do what I want. Um, There's a balance where we can feel fulfilled. We can feel valuable and still care about other people. Um, but not worry about making them happy or what they're thinking or all of that. So we're going to talk about this today. Uh, I'm really excited to share this, something that, uh, yeah, I am much better at this now than I uh, have been in the past. So excited to share what I've learned. But my name is Mike Frazier, MD. I'm a psychiatrist and marriage coach. And I help high-achieving Christian men have more intimate marriages. So some wins from guys in my program, Strong Men, Strong Marriages. Uh, one of the guys did just such a good job getting into his wife's shoes, um, understanding where she was coming from and just produce some really powerful changes to where now she's showing a lot more gratitude, being a lot more open with them. Um, man, it's a skill. And if you can, we talked about last week, that empathy skill makes a huge difference uh, in relationships. I had one gentleman share a really inspiring quote to me where he said, your work is helping me save my marriage and not just save it, but take it to levels I could never imagine. Uh, man, that feels good. You know, that's, that's why I do what I do. And it's so fun to see guys having those kind of changes. Uh, guys are sharing increased physical intimacy with their wives as a result of the work they're doing in the program. Uh, for me, this, uh, this past week was my, my birthday. I'm recording this, you know, my birthday was recently <laughs> when this comes out. Um, but man, awesome birthday. I just felt really loved by my wife. She made it really special. My kids made it really special. Uh, it was good feedback to me that, you know, the effort I've been putting into the relationships with, the, with my wife and my kids, they're, they're noticing it, you know, kind of the cards they wrote and things they, they noticed that I've been trying to prioritize, you know, spending that time. And, um, so it felt good. It was, it was a great day for me. So, what are you trying now? So right now, you know, you're probably pretty worried about what your wife in particular thinks. So you're trying to make her happy. You're, you're wondering, ah, oh, does it, you know, does she, does she like me? Is she attracted to me? You know, what's going to make her attracted to me? What's going to make her want to have sex with me? Why doesn't she appreciate me? I wish she'd appreciate me more. Um, you know, you, you can know if you, if you care maybe too much about what your wife thinks, if you're saying stuff like that, like, ah, oh, she doesn't appreciate me much. She doesn't, you know, ever say thank you. She doesn't, she never says sorry. All that means you're kind of putting too much weight on what she thinks about you. Very common. Um, you might be trying to make your kids happy, right? Uh, you care what they think, you know, do they, uh, are they being nice to me? Are they being nice to each other? Are they, you know, um, am I teaching them the right way? That kind of thing. Uh, you might be trying to make your church group happy. Oh, you know, am I doing a good enough job there? Am I participating enough? Am I, you know, being a leader there? Am I seen as a leader there? Do people look up to me? Do they not? Um, maybe you're really focused on trying to make God happy. Oh, you know, I got to make sure I'm keeping every single commandment. If not, I'm in trouble and I don't want to disappoint God. And he probably is disappointed with me because of all the mistakes I've made. And let me just try, 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 try to make God happy. So, a lot of this comes down to you wanting to look good in front of your friends, in front of your coworkers, 
in front of your family. Basically, the, the root of it, and we talk a lot about the mosquito cycle. This is, it kind of is the mosquito cycle. It just comes out across lots of areas. You, you care too much about what other people think. You care about getting their attention, appreciation, and affection, and sex from your wife because um, you need it to build yourself up, right? So that that's what's going on. But the problem is it starts becoming exhausting over time. You know, it's just like, man, I can't make everybody happy. I can't you know, balance all these responsibilities. I can't say yes to everybody all the time. I get really tired doing it. Um, and so eventually you can kind of shift gears and just say, well, you know, I don't really care what anyone thinks. I'm just going to do whatever I want. And, you know, you just start saying no to everybody and, you know, maybe, yeah, you're turning pornography or other stuff or just like leaving the house, getting mad, uh, because yeah, it can be too much when you start trying so hard to make other people happy, care so much about what other people think. So, so that response of like leaving game out, these are stuff, these are things I've done for sure. <laughs> you know, I try so hard to take care of everybody and then you get mad and you just have to leave. And, you know, I wouldn't like drove my car really fast one night because I, you know, people weren't listening to me and paying attention, uh, that sort of thing. So it's immature. It's not really attractive. Um, but the reason why it doesn't work is that you just, you can't really control what other people think. You can't, you know, if you're, if you're worried about what other people think, um, you're in trouble because it's, it's not possible. You can't control what they think. You can't control what they feel. You can't control whether they see you as whether your wife sees you as strong, attractive, a good man, whether your people at work respect you and value you. You you can't control any of that. And when you try, you start getting anxious because you're trying to, uh, to answer a question that cannot be answered. Okay. What can I do? So that my wife will be attracted to me. How do I get her back? How do I get her to have sex with me? You know, you start, getting really anxious. You start getting manipulative and it just doesn't, doesn't really work. Right. The other thing that happens though, is you can start to lose yourself as you try to please others. Like in, in the marriage in particular, like with money, Oh, you know, I really want my wife to like me. I really want her to be attracted to me. So I, I'm not going to stand up to her with anything with money. I'm going to spend too much money on her, um, with sex. Oh, I can't press that because she might not like me bringing that up you know, with in-laws, I better not spend time with mine because, you know, she might not like that. She might uh, be upset with it. Uh, with parenting, you know, I can't really bring up what I want because I'm worried what she might think or what my kids might think. With religion, I can't really practice the way that I want because I'm, I'm worried she won't like that or she might get mad about that. Or with housework, I better do a lot of it so that maybe she'll, she'll like me and she'll appreciate what I'm doing. With time, I better not spend time with my friends because, you know, I want to be home more. So I, I did all this stuff. I did all of it in this attempt to, you know, get attention, appreciation, affection, sex for my wife. Um, but it was more like the root of it is this, like caring too much what other people think about you. Okay. Cause you're trying, what I was trying to do and what guys try to do is, you know, build up your own ego, build up your own self-worth by other people telling you that you're great by other people appreciating you by having them reflect back a positive image to you. So eventually you get tired of that. And then you start like doing whatever you want. Um, you can neglect other people say, kind of like, screw you. I'm not, I'm not signing up for anything at church. I'm not volunteering. I'm not going to do this at work. People don't respect me enough. Um, you know, that kind of thing. So when, and when you do that, it's, it's not Christ-like, it's not attractive and it doesn't, it actually doesn't lead to long-term happiness. So the solution is not to just say, okay, yeah, I don't care what anybody thinks. I don't care what anybody thinks. I'm going to do whatever I want, right? 
that, that rebel attitude. Okay. That's, that's not the real solution. It's not a long-term solution. It's not Christ-like. It's not attractive. And bottom line is it does not lead to long-term happiness. Okay. So those are all the reasons why this strategy of, you know, worrying what other people, so it's not worrying too much and it's not worrying zero. It's actually something totally different. So what you need to do instead is this. One of the big components is just, again, this is all coming from trying to get your sense of self-worth from somewhere, from somewhere, right? And typically we try to get that from the people around us, which is natural and it makes sense. But what we want to do instead, especially as Christian guys, is understand what God really thinks about you. So instead of thinking that he's disappointed and, you know, you have to do everything to make him happy and he doesn't really... You know, he has all these things you have to do to, to earn his love. It's just not like that. You know, John 3, 16 through 17 teaches us this, says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. So the big part to me in there is that he didn't send Jesus to condemn the world. But we, a lot of times we take that approach like, oh, here's the perfect example and I'm not there. I mean, that's basically like a condemnation of, well, yeah, he's he's better than me, so I'm not good enough. A lot of times we can take it that way, but that's not the point. That's not the point of the gospel. The point of the gospel is, no, like you're so valuable and you're so worthy and you're so worth saving that God gave his son. You know, Jesus came, he died for you because you have that much value. So Instead of caring what other people think about you, you want to care what God thinks about you. And you need to understand what God actually does think about you, which is that you're his son that has infinite worth, that has infinite value, that, you know, he's willing to do anything for, you know, to the point of sending his own son to die, right? You know, that's huge. You know, would you send your own son to die for somebody? I wouldn't. I couldn't. I don't think I could do that. Um, but you know, God did that and Jesus decided to sacrifice himself. Why? Because you're worth it because you have that value. Okay. He's willing to do anything, lay down his life for his friends, right? Greater love has no man than this. Okay. That's how valuable you are. So just don't forget it. And that doesn't have to do with anything that you might do or not do. It doesn't matter how much you've sinned or have not sinned. Okay. Your values there they do anything for you. So just take some comfort in that. You know, this is the secret to a high self-worth. Okay. So when you really believe that, no, like I have value from God, I have infinite worth as a son of God, you don't, you don't really need people to be giving you attention, appreciation, and affection as much. Okay. So the next thing you need to do though, so that's self-worth. The next thing you need to work on is self-esteem. So high achieving guys, we usually talk pretty uh, tough to ourselves. Um, you know, we, we run a not good enough dialogue in our mind a lot. Um, you know, ah, I could have done that better. I could have done this better. Oh, I need to get to the next level. Oh, I, I didn't, you know, react the way I wanted to with my wife. I didn't uh, react with the kids the way I wanted to. I'm not at the level I want to be financially right now. You know, it, it's really easy to go there. Uh, the book, The Gap and the Gain, I've talked about before on the podcast, so good. But it's just this idea of, man, here's where I am and here's where I want to be. And I'm not there. You know, that distance is called the gap. And the more we focus on it, the more we kind of get frustrated. We feel not good enough. Um, 
so it does motivate us. It motivates us to try to get to that next level, but just not in a very sustainable way. And we also start relying on other people to tell us we're doing okay because we all need that. Um, and we need it more because we're telling ourselves we're not doing okay. So we kind of need to hear it more, especially from our wife. And she gets tired of that over time, but there is a solution. The solution is, you know, number one, remember your, your worth is there, whether you are working hard or not, right? Your values there. Jesus would do anything for you anyway. Okay. But then start focusing on your gains instead of the gaps. So what that is, is let's just take finances, for example. So, you know, if you look at your gains, man, like just me personally, right? So my first job, I was making $5 an hour mowing lawns and I was working at, um, um, Albertsons bagging groceries. So I was making $5 an hour back then, you know, fast forward to now where I'm making a lot more than that, you know? And so when I look at that, I can just be grateful and just say, man, yeah, look at how far I've come. You know, that's pretty amazing. Um, and then, you know, being able to say, well, you know, from there, yeah. Do I want to still make more? Sure. Yeah. Do I want to be able to have that to provide for my family and do fun stuff and contribute to charities? For sure I do. But it's not coming from like, oh, I'm not enough. I got to get to that next level. It's like, hey, I already have enough. And do I want more? Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay. Um, but it's motivated from that place of abundance instead of lack. Okay. And so you're actually more likely to get there. Um, or like with, uh, um, yeah. So money is a good example, but with anything, right, you can focus on the gain instead of the gap, and it's going to help you operate from that place of abundance instead of lack. So it lets you not worry what other people think because you're feeling whole and grateful already. So I use this example, I think it's a good one. So looking at like my intimate relationship with my wife, where it, it can be easy for anybody, like no matter where your intimate relationship is at, your sexual relationship to say, Oh yeah. Well, you know, I wish it was more like this. I wish it was happy more often or more in this way or whatever. Um, instead of that, if you can kind of look back and say, man, like where were we and where have we come, you know, that can give you a lot of, of benefit. Now where I can get tricky is if you look back, you're like, man, it was really good. And now it's not really good. <laughs> you know, being able to look back and say, well, you know, what are the gains as far as lessons go there? Like, what have we learned? You know, where can we grow? Where can we grow in other intimacy areas to, you know, what lessons can I learn from that? But again, the point is you want to be focused on the game, find that game, however you find it. Cause again, you're feeling whole, you're feeling grateful. Cause if you come to your wife wanting, you know, more sex and you're just like mad at her cause you're not having enough sex, you're pr- it's going to be harder to get it versus if you come to like, Hey, our relationship's great in a lot of ways. And I'd like to even grow it you know, to these other levels, these physical levels, okay. You're coming from a place of feeling love for her. You're much more likely to have her say yes to that. Okay. Plus you just feel better anyway. So self-worth, right. Remembering that you are valuable before God. He'd do anything for you, no matter what. Okay. That's a phrase that's coming to me right now that I really like. Um, and then step two, so build up your self-worth through God's step to build up your self-esteem by just talking to yourself kindly. Okay. Or, you know, instead of like, Oh, you know, I screwed this up. I screwed that up. It's not enough. I need to do more. Right. Just being like, no, I've accomplished some great things and that's great. 
So the, the last part of this is really building up a sense of self-fulfillment where you can recognize the gifts God has given you and then use those to serve the people around you. So, you know, when you've got, as a high achieving guy, you, you've been blessed, right? You've been blessed with opportunities. You've been blessed with a good mind. You've been blessed with uh, probably a healthy body, right? These are all great blessings that you have. And so realize those are from God, recognize them, be grateful to God for them, and then go use those to bless other people. So, you know, this podcast and, and my work, I really believe I'm doing that. I'm using my gifts to bless other people. And as I do that, it feels great, right? I, I don't really care that much about what other people think, you know, when I'm really in that place of service. Now, am I still open to ideas? Do I get feedback from people who know how to grow businesses? Do I get feedback from my clients and customers on how to improve the program? Of course. Um, but it's, it's not coming from a, I care about what they think so I can feel good enough. It's coming from, Hey, like I'm using my gifts to bless these people. I feel great about it. And I'd love to learn ways to be able to reach more people and, and bless more people and help the people that come in better because that's great. Of course, you know, nothing wrong with that. But again, coming from a place of abundance, I already have enough and I want more instead of like, I don't have enough and I need more so I can finally be enough and feel good enough. Okay. Very important difference. And again, when you're, when you're serving, you just, you don't really care that much about whether people are thinking, right? If you come and you genuinely serve your wife, for example, like, Hey, what are my gifts here as a husband? Okay. I have a good job. I can provide financially for my wife. For example, when you come and you say, Hey, yeah, I'm using that to provide for my wife. And I feel really good about that. I'm grateful that I get to do that. You know, it doesn't really matter if she's telling you, thank you every day for doing it. Cause you already feel good that you're using that gift to bless your wife. Right now, it just so happens when you're coming at it at, from this angle that you're just grateful. Hey, yeah, you want to go buy that dress? Great. I'm I'd love for you to do that. Guess what? When you really approach it that way, she's going to be much more likely to be genuinely grateful to you instead of being like, oh yeah, well, I make all the money, you go spend it. And she's kind of like feeling bad about getting that dress. <laughs> you know, it's not that attractive and she's probably not going to really say thank you. Okay. So use those gifts, bless the people around you. So in summary, caring whether people think about you, really what that is, it's a symptom of low self-worth and low self-esteem. Low self-worth being your value. You don't have like a solid sense of your own value through God. And so you're trying to get that from your wife and other people. And then low self-esteem and you talk to yourself in a way that kind of brings yourself down instead of talking to yourself in a way that brings you up. So yeah, trying to get validation from other people. Um, so instead, right, base your worth, worth on God. So we're talking about not caring what other people think, but I think we all, it's important to know, it's important to try to please somebody. I think we've all got that in us. So try to please God, but it's not even trying to please God. It's care about what he thinks, meaning understanding he loves you and he values you as his son, no matter what you're doing. And he cares about you no matter what he sent his son to you, no matter what you're up to. Okay. You have infinite worth because of that. Then start building up your own self-esteem by focusing on your gains instead of your gaps. Okay. Then finally, use the skills that God gave you to bless others. Guys, this, this is the formula to not care what other people think. Okay. I promise you. Base your worth in God. Build up your self-esteem by focusing on your gains. And then use the skills God gave you to bless others. If you are out there doing that every day, you really won't care what other people think. Okay. You're going to be out there 
blessing the lives of other people, feeling your worth through God, and just radiating light and love in your life. Um, and guess what? When you do that, people are attracted to you. They want to be around you. Um, it's just how it goes. <laughs> so to do this, it does require spiritual strength, you know, being able to connect your worth to God, being able to um, fill that worth feel that worth from God. It takes mental, emotional strength to really kind of train your brain to be looking for the the gains instead of the gaps, to remind yourself that God cares about you, to start separating yourself as much from what other people say or, or think, right? To really be using your gifts to, to bless other people. So it does take, you know, some, um, some training to do this. We can do it. We can do it fast, actually. This can change really quickly at the speed of thought. Um, so just come in and join us in Strong Men, Strong Marriages. We'll help you apply these principles in a way that, again, it can change at the speed of thought. We want to just teach you how to do that, how to apply it, and then how to just practice it so that it becomes a habit and becomes just kind of your default that you're operating this way. Okay, so visit strongmen, strongmen.io uh, or click the link in the show notes and come apply to join. And we'd love to have you and have you join us in this, in this mission to really bless the world with um, strong men. And um, yeah, so come join us strongmen.io or, or click the link in the show notes. Stay strong, men. We'll see you next episode. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please leave a review on iTunes and share the episode with a friend so we can help create stronger men and stronger marriages across the world. And if you're ready to take your strength training and your marriage to the next level, visit strongmenstrongmarriages.com to learn how. I'll see you there.